Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. I'm Kevin Sidik Lim, the host of Convert Central, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Our podcast focuses on the challenges that Muslim converts face along their conversion journey to help Muslims from all backgrounds to find a strong foothold in Islam. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn page at Convert Central, and I look forward to sharing with you all the beneficial series we plan for the year. For now, I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Welcome back to Convert Central. So Alhamdulillah, in another episode with our new series, Am I Ready? and Breaking the News, we are joined by Brother Khalid. So Alhamdulillah, uh, I think Brother Khalid has been, <laughs> mashallah, you know, one of the converts that we've, want, we've wanted to bring onto Convert Central for a long, long time. I think he's, he's one of the converts who is known quite around the converts community because of the, the you know, miraculous nature of his convert story, which we will get the chance to listen today. And, you know, for our new listeners that's just tuning in to our latest episode, Am I Ready is essentially a podcast series where we talk about, um, you know, the moments in which converts, uh, you know, journey towards Islam where they decide that, okay, I want to believe and I want to become a Muslim. So there are different, you know, phases of that journey. You know, initially we start out by learning about Islam, uh, essentially learning what Islam is and finding out that Islam is really, really a, a peaceful religion and a, and a religion that makes a lot of sense. But subsequently, it takes a bigger leap of faith to really commit ourselves to the religion and say that I want to become Muslim for life. You know, it's a decision that uh, one doesn't normally turn back upon. So um, in this series, we focus on that point of time in that convert's life. And today, alhamdulillah, we are, we are given the honor and blessing to, you know, listen back again to Brother Khalid's um, story and how he got to that decision. So before you tell us a little bit about your story, uh, why not you introduce yourself to us, Brother Khalid? Bismillah. Okay, Assalamualaikum everybody. Um, thank you for having me here, for me giving me the opportunity to share my story once again. <laughs> okay, before before becoming a Muslim, I was a Sikh, a Punjabi. Um, my whole family mm. is. Mm. So I took the I took the Shahada at Darul Arkham in 2013. Mm. 2013. But I practiced the religion four years before taking the Shahada at Darul Arkham. Uh, mm. There's a um, reason why I took four years for me to take the shahada because for uh, being constrained uh, for certain mm. reasons, that's why. So my journey is quite interesting, a lot of people say, because, uh, yeah, so uh, a lot of people didn't expect and yeah, I had to go uh, through some challenges. Lah. Okay, uh, so the interesting thing is that uh, I, I start practicing uh, Islam in prison. Yeah, that was in 2009. Uh. 2009, when I was incarcerated for about six years mm. uh, for getting involved in certain things. Lah. So that was my first, first thing. Lah. So first time I was getting this uh, heavy sentence. So basically, emotionally, physically, and mentally, I was not prepared. Right? Mm. So uh, I guess Allah has another uh, better plans for us. Because before my incarceration, a few months before that, I decided to end my life. Because I was uh, too depressed. I was uh, emotionally very, very depressed and drained because I feel that I have been a failure all my life. Uh, as a brother, as a son, you know, as a friend. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I just couldn't do it. It, it takes mm. a lot of guts to end your life, actually. Mm. Uh, and I, 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 I didn't have that guts <laughs> to do that. Yeah. So uh, after my incarceration, uh, when I got the sentence and all this, so I tried to pray, you know, uh, what my ancestors taught me, the sick way, but it it was not working. Uh. It was not working. You know, I was just sitting down inside the cell and I was trying and 
and uh, it, it didn't really help. Uh. It doesn't. It didn't give me any peace. Neither did it give me any uh, calmness. Yeah. Neither did it ease my mind. You know, like say, oh, relax. You know, one day you'll be out. I said, why? Still got so many years to go. So, about two three months later, when I was transferred to a maximum security prison, uh, the the Muslim brothers they were doing their prayers. They were doing the the Maghrib prayer. And that is when, when I heard the uh, the Al-Fatiha recited by the Imam, who is an inmate himself, you know, and yeah, and and it just uh just a sent a sense of calmness in my heart uh, during that point of time, you know, and the 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 medical thing is that because um there are thirty of us in that room, mm. and out of the 30, maybe let me, we put a number, let's say 15 of them are the Muslim brothers who are doing the solar and the 15 of us who are faithless. You know, basically we have no faith or we, our faith is different. Nah. None of the other 14 guys felt what I felt. So I believe that Allah just chose me out of everybody in that room. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So now when I look at that, I look at, look at these guys praying, right? They are praying together. And in prison, everybody is divided by you know, by gangs and this and that. But these guys, when they come to prayer, they come together. So that's one thing. So for, for a few days, I, I just followed them and I just looked at them praying during Maghrib and Isha, because that's the time when they read the read the Fatiha aloud. Yeah. That's when I, I decided to, you know, learn to find out more. So I start asking questions and everything. Mm -hmm. Then I said, I think I should, I should, uh, start doing what you guys are doing. You know, I say I want to learn to pray lah. They say you serious yeah. This is not a joking matter. No, I say no, it's not. I'm not joking lah. But when I when I said that right, the first thing crossed my mind. What is my mom going to say? Because my mom is conservative. You know, they are they are traditional. Mm -hmm. They believe in in the religion of their forefathers. They believe that. And my late dad, he was a well known priest in Sikhism. Right. So. So they, they really believe what they believe. But for me, I believe, I didn't, I, I believe what they believe because I have to believe what they believe. Yeah. You get what I mean? I'm like being yeah. forced to believe. Yeah. But yeah, so when, when the thought came to my mind, right? But then I just told myself, I said, if this is for the, if this, this is for the good, if it can change me, why not? Mm. And I said, I just practice first. Later then I decide. I still got four years to go. Yeah. Right? I still got four years to go. So it'll be four years later before she knows that I'm a Muslim. Yeah. So I got a plenty of time to make dua to, to Allah to come and heart. Yeah. But at the same point, at the same time, I was thinking that if she comes for if she knows four years later, right? I have to be prepared to lose everything. Yeah. Right? I have to be prepared to be disowned. Because my mom is very, very traditional. So I, I know that deep down the heart, in her heart, she will have that feeling to disown me. Right? Because she ever made me, ever once she made me make a promise on her head that I will never be a Muslim. Mm. That was way before, you know, bro. Mm. She made me swear. She said, you put your hand on my head and swear that you will never, ever be a Muslim. MashaAllah. And that was like before I got caught, no, before I got arrested. And then I told her, no, I'm not going to make that promise. Because I knew that somewhere I will be. I don't mm. know. I just had that feeling. So I never, <laughs> I never made that promise. 
And yeah. then she, she, she cried lah. But, you know, that was then lah. Hmm. So, so I started to learn. I just uh, start to learn uh, <coughs> how to pray first. Hmm. Follow the sequence, everything. I took the shahada in prison lah, basically among the inmates lah. Yeah. So that was in 2009. So I start to learn how to read the the Quran, but read from the really basic lah. What is the alphabet sir? Learn the alphabets, learn how to join them, blah blah blah. So, and I didn't expect that in a few months time, my mom would know that I became a Muslim. <laughs> yeah, she knew uh, just in a couple of months time lah, because my friend mm. who came to visit me with her, mm. I tell my friend say, hey, you get for me this uh, Islamic book lah. They say, yeah, you become Muslim yeah. She says so loud that my mom heard lah. <laughs> yeah, so and my mom start to tear up. Ah. Oh, wow. to, uh, then I said, you know, so I was expecting that maybe after this there won't be any more visits, lah. Yeah. I was expecting that, lah. So my sister came after the the second visit. My sister came. She said, "You just relax," because my sister is more of the modern type, lah. Because she lives in London and all that. Mm-hmm. She said, "You just relax. You just do your time. You don't stress yourself." I will talk to mom about it, lah. So Alhamdulillah, lah. You know, after many doa and all that. Uh, my mom accepted it. Mm. My mom accepted it. She said it's okay lah. If it will change you, I, I I'm happy as well lah. Rather than you know you you stick you be something or someone which you are not happy of. Mm. Yeah. So I start learning. I start to learn how to pray. I start to learn to read the Quran. Then uh, I start to read about the 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 basic history of the prophet, the oh. the companions. Then I just took that time. I had a lot of times, a lot of time inside, doing nothing. So I took that mm-hmm. time to just have gained some knowledge, yeah. But I did not go really deep into it, because you know, it's a, it's a very sensitive thing to go, because you you might just get lost. You know, yeah. you really yeah. need a guide. You know, you really, you need someone to hold your hand and yeah. make you walk the path, lah. Yeah. So I just learned the basics, lah, bro. I just learned how to to uh, do the prayer properly, which I, I think none of us can do it properly lah, because mm. there's a lot of flaws here and there. Lah. Yeah. But yeah, but the, the challenging part was when the prison's authorities found out. Lah. Mm. So I was uh, banned from doing any prayer. Yeah, because they don't allow you to take, um, to convert in prison. Oh. Unless, unless you are serving a life sentence or you're going for the death sentence. I see, I see. And you have no hope of going out to do it, lah. Mm. Then they mm. allow. But if you have a date of coming out, there's a date of release. You go out and do. Mm. You are not allowed. So they 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 start to monitor me, ah. They make sure that I do not pray and all that, ah. Mm. But the inmates were good guys, ah. You know the the guys they they will smuggle the the long pants for me and then they will pass it to me. Mm. So about one year later, uh, I spoke to the uh, commissioner, ah, the the prison commissioner, and he said if you really want to do it, right. You get your mother to write a letter stating that you are, you have been practicing, but you have not covered because you got arrested. Yep. So I asked my mother if she can do it. She said okay, she will do for me lah. She wrote the letter and everything. She signed. Yeah, yeah. She helped me lah. Then, um, then they allowed lah. They allowed me to go for Friday prayer. They allowed me to do the fasting man. Uh, basically, they 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 changed my religion inside Muslim by just because of the letter lah. Mashallah, mashallah, mashallah. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, yeah, that's how I spend my time. Then my mom Mashallah. bought for me the Quran and everything. You know, I oh. tell her you have you have me buy Quran, 
So she became quite supportive lah from then on. How long was was it? You know, between the time when you learn first learn about Islam from the inmates, and uh, when you first took a shahada um in two thousand nine, was it a few months or like a few weeks? A few months, bro. Less than six months, ah. Mashallah. Upon, uh, because I was uh yeah, uh I think about three four months, ah. Yeah, mm. yeah. Less than six months, I I I I just decided to do it, ah. Yeah. I I I was prepared to go through the. The struggles, uh, I was prepared mm. to lose my family, lah. Basically, mm. um, was it was it you know at, at the core of it was it because of the calmness and the peace that you felt? I believe, yeah, it's the calmness and the peace, and then I believe that, you know, it would change me, lah. I just had that feeling, mm. because mm. Uh, all this while I was, I, I was a mess, uh, bro. I was a mess, before before being caught, right? Before being incarcerated, I was a, uh, I was a total mess, you know. I I uh, you know, uh, I. I would not come home, or you know, I would get involved in a lot of crap, lah. Basically, you know, like mm. I, I should, I, I don't need to explain everything, lah. Yeah. So, and I believe that somewhere deep inside me that I just told myself, if this can change me, why not? Mm-hmm. You get what I mean, not? And yeah. Alhamdulillah, till I today, I, I'm, I've been free for how many years, yeah, bro? Yeah. For eight years, you know. For eight years, I'm. I have, a, I have a family, I have a house, and it's not because of me, it's because of Allah's blessing. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Right. I guess for Islam, when it, when it first came in, and such a coincidence that in the past few episodes, right, before you, we interviewed Brother Darren Mark, who took his shahada because he saw, he saw the Kaaba. That was the start of his Islamic journey. Before that, we interviewed Brother Ali, who also yeah. was attracted to Islam because he heard the recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha. So, mashallah, you know, uh, like, like as you said, many of us for convert, including myself, right? When I first heard Surah Tufadiha, when I first heard the Azan, when I first heard, you know, when I first saw Muslims doing the Salat, I didn't feel anything in my heart. In fact, because I was I was a young kid then, um, I I I knew my whole world was built after nine one one. So my perception then about Muslim was that you know some of them are not bad, but most of them are. You know, most of them you know are probably out to 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 hurt me. And I recall my first few times hearing the Azan, I didn't know what it was, right? I was in a secondary school camp in uh, away, I think in Malaysia. So it was quite a rural area and there was a masjid there. So then, uh, I think, in, of course, in Malaysia, you can play your Azan out loud. And it's, that's the normal thing to do, right? So I was, I was camping with my friends and 5.30 a.m. the Azan would sound. And, and you, you, the first few words when the Azan sounds is Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And I was so scared because I was in that 10, it was 5.30, it was total darkness. I was so scared for my life because I didn't know what it was. So, but mashallah, you know, for, for, for you guys, when you guys heard Surah Tufatiha, when you guys saw the Kaaba, Allah really, you know, chose you guys out of, you know, so many others to really feel the barakah of this, um, you know, blessed acts of worship in, in Islam. So this is something that um, I'm, I'm really so amused and, and, you know, I hope inshallah, you know, with, with, with enough experience and, and enough, you know, with, with the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'm able to feel that kind of peace when, when I recite Surah Tufatiha and nowadays when I also listen to the Azan. But, you know, today's focus is about am I ready, right? And I think for, for, for you, you, you mentioned, for, for you, Islam was, was something that really saved you. You know, in the past eight years, um, 20, 2013 to now, I, I, I think, you know, you can, you can very definitely say that Islam has given you a much better life than before. Life with purpose, life with peace, with guidance, you know, a proper sequence, a proper tartip to how you should live your life. And I, I think many of us sometimes, you know, our life is such a mess, especially nowadays. Many of times we see things like Islam as the solution 
to all the mess of our life. You know, it gives us uh, guidance on how to be pi- uh, pious to our parents, how to give piety to our parents and be respectful and all. And we just want to jump into Islam. We want to jump into Islam um, thinking that, you know, it will be the one that would really solve our lives. And, and that's correct. And something to note also, right, um, was that, you know, it's, it's a good point you brought up. After you decided to take your shahada, then, then the challenges will come. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, do they think that in the Quran, do they think that they would, you know, uh, become Muslims and we not, they will not be tested? So, yeah. that's when we realize that a lot of challenges will come. So, uh, it's amazing to know that you, you've had a community to help you through in the institutions and, and mashallah for them to help you and, and to teach you the Quran and everything, right? And I, I think it was such an amazing story that, you know, that you shared with us today. So, mashallah, you know, you, you've, you've mentioned that um, you've had a, you know, uh, you had to manage the situation with your mother and also subsequently we'll go into, you know, how you manage the situation with family as well. But before we end this podcast about, you know, talking about whether, um, you know, how to know if you're ready to take a shahada or not, maybe I could just get you to give an advice to, to a convert who is learning about Islam now, but might not know whether Islam is for them or not. So what would you tell to the brother or sister? You know that Islam is for you or not. Actually, Islam is for everybody. Lah, basically, yeah. it's, the, it's the only religion that is uh, valid in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Lah. Mm-hmm. So when you have that feeling that um, to go and learn about Islam, this is my perspective. Eh? This is my mm-hmm. perspective. If you have that feeling, that, that movement in your heart to find out about Islam, that movement is not caused by anyone but, but by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So basically, Allah is telling you to come to the deen. But remember one thing. Eh? Nobody is like uh, coming to Islam and you're taking a shada and tomorrow your life is going to be easy. You know, you're like going to walk in the park. No, no, no. Islam, the journey into Islam in this world is going to be a very tough and rough one. But it's a worthy one. You, it's going to be very fruitful if you're just going to be um, if you're going to believe and going to take whatever blows that come your way. Now, another thing is that a lot of people, I believe that they, they turn away from Islam is because they don't want to be binded by rules. A lot of people don't want to be binded by rules because I have noticed this and I have seen this. When you come to Islam, there are a lot of rules, a lot of things that you cannot do. And if you have that mindset that you know, it's my life. I can do whatever I want. No, you don't own your life. Allah owns you. So if you're going to follow the rules, you're going to be, you have to follow the rules. You know, mm. you cannot go out drinking. You cannot go out, you know, sleeping with anyone you like. It's all haram. You know, correct? And for the sisters, you have to cover up. But don't let these rules stress you that you, um, you push away the truth. You know, you get yeah. what I mean, bro? Yeah. yeah. Don't let these rules Take things slow. Nobody Allah. becomes a saint overnight. You know, yeah. when I came out of prison, two days later, I went to take the shada. It, it did not make me a saint. You know, I still, I had, I, I, I keep falling down many times, bro. Many times. You know, I, I, I missed my first salat. I missed my first subo when I came out. You see, the first subo, miss. Cannot wake up. I slept on the floor for four years. I came home, I slept on the bed, aircon room, I could not wake up for subo. The first week, I missed my Jumaat. Mashallah. So, it, it, it's, it's going to be tough. But, I always believe that, uh, I always tell myself that if at first you don't succeed, beat yourself and try again. 
Hmm. You know, keep going lah, keep going. It's not the end of the world yet. And Allah hmm. knows because Allah created us. So Allah knows till where we can go. Allah yeah. mentioned the surah, right? And Allah doesn't test a soul unless what he can. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he can bear. You know, the surah. Yeah. Al-Baqarah, the last one, right? Mm-hmm. So Allah knows. What Allah wants is uh, how much we are willing to put in the effort. And slowly mm-hmm. Allah will help us. Mm-hmm. You know, the Prophet Wasallam, when he became prophet, he, he was not a rich man. He, he was never a rich man. He was mm-hmm. never living a life of wealth and easy, you know, just relaxing, you no. Know? Wife died, father died, mother died, yeah. companions died, grandfather died, a lot of people, you know. So, who are we? If the prophet is being tested in that way, who are we? Of course, we are going to be tested as well, but yeah. not to the extent of the, the way the prophet is tested uh, because our mm. level is different. And for our, for our, our, for our zaman, right, it's, it's totally different. Uh. So you'll be tested in your own way. I regret a lot of things, uh, bro. I tell you, sometimes I sit down, I cry to myself and I, I regret a lot of things. A lot, a lot of things I regret. Mm. But I never regretted taking the shahada. Allah. I never regret. I'm so happy. I never regret. I know I have a lot of challenges. I face a lot of difficulties, a lot of financial problems, even though after becoming a Muslim, after I got married, five years I was in debt and everything. But today Allah gave me a house. I'm debt free and everything. It takes time, lah. It takes time. <clears throat> Not everybody is given the opportunity to say the shahada, because the shahada is so valuable that Allah choose certain people to say. How many people we know, they are rich, Lamborghini, Rolls Royce and everything. But they don't say the shahada, man. Mm. The shahada is, is, there's no value. You know? It's so, so priceless that no, no amount of wealth can buy it. So if you have, the, if you have that, that, that movement in your heart, say it. Just say it. It's not this world. Uh, it's not what matters in this world, bro. It's what is coming after that. That is the never-ending. It's either you live happily or you suffer for the rest of it. So you choose lah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. I, I think these are very, very uh, good advices and facts, right? Um, I also wanted to just add on to three things that you that you've mentioned, right? So number one is of course, you know, um, I think you, you, you put it so beautifully that a lot of people see Islam or outwardly they see Muslims as a as a as a compilation of rules and regulations, what to do and what not to do. In fact, many of us Muslims also see Islam as, as, as halal or haram. And, you know, but the thing you, you say is that don't let this halal or haram, you know, at first sight, you know, distract you away from the beauty of Islam. The reason yeah. why we do a lot of things that we do in, as Muslims is because of Tawheed, because of our Iman. This is what drives us to observe the halal and the haram. You know, it's, it's not because this is halal, then we, we do this haram, then we don't do, but rather we love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is what he has commanded because we love him. That's why we follow what he, because we also know that he is the all-knowing. We also know that he's, he's the one that has, has all the wisdom. That's why we do what we do. So do, don't let these rules and regulations distract you from knowing the essence of Islam, which is peace, true submission and believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's number one. And, and number two, as well, right? I, I think, brother, you've, you've also said it very, very nicely that, you know, when, when, it comes to, when it comes to Islam, this is a gift from, uh, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this, this gift, you know, um, it will give us the biggest of, of, of peace and, and, and treasures of this life and the hereafter. 
you know. And with, with that, of course, then we'll be tested to see whether we really, really deserve this gift or not. So definitely t- uh, trials will come away, tests will come away. We know that a lot of uh, converts who uh, you know, are challenged in one way, perhaps family, perhaps wealth, perhaps his own imans and his own nerves and his own uh, his, his history, their, their, their past habits catching up to them. You know, every convert will have their challenge. You know, right, but right. Um, like, like Brother Khalid has, has been through, like what many of our convert guest speakers have also been through, that they won't get through these problems or challenges alone. We rely on our community, our family, our friends, our teachers, our classmates, and, and our brothers and sisters around us that will help us to get through these challenges together. So as, as they are helping us, we are also helping them with their own challenges. So Islam is not a religion to be practiced in isolation. You know, True. so much of Islam is, is so much of excellence in Islam is 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 performed and achieved through, you know, very good social interactions that is that is guided by the essence of Islam. And and know that your journey is not something that you have to bear alone. Allah yeah. subhanahu wa ta'ala also says, with every difficulty comes ease, right? Yeah. And of course, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends us a challenge, right? He will give us the necessary tools to get past it. And also the ease through friends, through iman, through the acts of worship that we can gain through uh, peace through him. So alhamdulillah, you know, um, this is something that, you know, you should know that there's a lot of people with you. Um, Convert Centre is here for you. Um, Darul Akam is here for you. Many, many, uh, you know, uh, groups of, uh, initiatives within the community, we are, we are here for you. So don't be afraid to reach out to ask for help, you know, and also to, you know, um, find a community through the different masjids that, that you have in Singapore or even through Darul Akam itself. So thank you so much, Brother Khalid, for coming to share your story today. And uh, okay. stay tuned for the next episode where we, you know, focus more about how he told his mother and also his, his interaction with his family after he has taken his shada. So, but for now, let's end this podcast by reciting Tasbih Kafara and Surah Asr. Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubi ilaik Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Wa la asr innal insana lafi khus illa ladhina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasaw bilhaqi wa tawasaw bilsabr Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh